Hello and welcome to Bravo Outsider Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Midwinter. Joining me as always is Dylan Ferguson. Dylan, how's it going? Pretty good. Keeping my chin up. Mostly because I just got a new haircut and I hate it. So I'm trying to like avoid <laughs> everybody seeing my scalp. I don't know if you guys, maybe maybe you can relate, Rory, because you've got glasses. But if you go to the barbershop with glasses on and you take oh, them yeah. off. Mm-hmm. And then when it's done and you got to put them back on, you've just like your your life's been in that person's hands for the whole totally. time. And, uh, <laughs> and if they didn't do what you fucking told them to and they disrespected <laughs> the intricacies of male pattern baldness, you'll be furious and happy that they're the ones holding the scissors when you put those glasses back on. Because well, my favorite part of that whole interaction is that during the haircut, they're like, and how's this on the sides? And I'm like, I don't know. I, I can't I fucking tell. know. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. This, th- th- this guy took off way too much. It's like, it leaves nothing to the imagination. <laughs> Ladies. <laughs> I'll just lean down for all my, well, all my scalp sluts out there. Take a look. You, you can see my thoughts. <laughs> well that voice you hear might sound familiar uh he has been on our podcast a few times one of our favorite outsiders it's rory fallis back 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 again <laughs> <laughs> that's really good i really want a housewife to do a, a tagline that's just that like, <laughs> it's uh it's the Alyssa edwards special from uh, All Stars okay. season season two episode five. <laughs> oh right, because you're you're big into RuPaul's Drag I'm Race. I'm big right? into RuPaul, so I got some overlap this week. Yeah, Salt Lake City. We got uh, we got Trixie Mattel on. Um, were any of these? Do we? Let's just get started with Salt Lake City. I think there's so much here to to cover. Before we get into the highlights, though, uh, one thing that we like to do every time we start a new season is go through the taglines. The first week that this was back, we didn't get to do that because we got that amazing intro with the Bible verses instead oh, of the taglines. Yeah, right. And then the last week, we just forgot about it. So yeah, I, for, we'll, I forgot. We totally just glossed over that, and uh, that's that's my favorite thing. And I've totally thank you for remembering, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> so better late than never. Let's get into the uh, rating of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City taglines going to start with angie's who is i may be greek but don't expect an olive branch from me <laughs> <laughs> that's all right i mean it's um yeah yeah i mean the fact that she's greek is like one of the only things we know about her so <laughs> she's got one thing to work with and you get the olive branch reference it's fine it's it's, it's like a solid b minus yeah yeah i that's all i gleaned from the the episode too was greek Huge sunglasses. Those are the two things I know about Angie. <laughs> I uh, I think that, yeah, this is a, a solid B for me. I do like it when a housewife has the awareness to realize that they've got one thing going on for them and <laughs> included in, in the intro. There was a uh, uh, one and done housewife on Real Housewives of New York in season eight or season nine, I think, Jules, who was talk- constantly talking about how she is like, half Jewish and half Asian. And her tagline was like a Jew and an Asian walk into a bar and they had me. And that was like, just, That's really good. actually. Yeah. That was, that was her only thing that season. So um, yeah, I, I appreciate the self-awareness. Um, next we'll have, we'll go with Lisa. I'm on a mission to serve Lisa. And I love that for myself. <laughs> Yeah, I like it. I mean, I, I think the the mission thing is maybe like a Mormon reference, like yeah, probably because we're talking sure. about they've been talking this episode about going on a mission, which means knocking on doors and being a dork. But <laughs> it sounds epic, and um, and that the fact that it's just like uh, you know, I love myself. Uh, that's it. Yeah. It's, it's cool. <laughs> it's 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 uh just a just an ego flex. Sure, give me, I'll give it an A minus. <laughs> Rory, how about you? I, I like the I like the wordplay in the first half, but the, I think it falls off with. And I love that for myself. Is like ah, I could have could have stuck it, the landing a bit better than that. Yeah, it's maybe adding too much. You you yeah. kind of you had a thing going and then you tried to add another thing to it. You, yeah. you could have kept it simpler. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I I like it. I would put it at a A minus, B plus, A minus. I think that maybe the end is not that great. There's better taglines in this group, so um, yeah, I'll give it an A minus. 
uh, Heather's is, I own a beauty empire, so I don't need any of your lip service. I'm not sure about that one. Um, like, I'm not I'm not sure that the the joke is really coming off for me. Like lip service, I guess, like you're servicing lips. Is that the the, the double play? Like when you go to a beauty, beauty salon, your lips get serviced? I don't know. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not too sure I understand it, maybe. Yeah. I, not I having would... a beauty empire myself. <laughs> I might be a little in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> uh rory it feels uh it just feels like the plugs are getting underway immediately in the taglines like here's my side business that's that's what i'm going for <laughs> buy my makeup i'll go yeah. c plus yeah i i think that this is like i think it's overall kind of a weak tagline but i I'm surprised that she's not pushing her book like i would have mm. expected some sort of like bad mormon book like tie in so right. um yeah this this is a, about a c for me mm-hmm. mm. uh next we've got whitney having faith in myself is the only religion i need mm. i don't like it um okay so she's not a mormon anymore um having faith in myself isn't the kind of like strong flex as like i'm on a mission for myself yeah. and i love that for me <laughs> like she's not going hard enough into embracing the egotism i think it's too uh it's it's too too much of like limp-wristed egotism so i'll give it a c this is this is the one who's younger correct she's uh she's a bit younger than the other ones I'm not sure yeah. if she's young. Oh, she's, she's got a baby voice. Like, oh, okay. yeah, maybe yeah. that's why. Yeah, maybe she's baby just voice, seems younger. big forehead. That one. <laughs> <laughs> but she's the one with like who talked about having four kids, right? Like, I don't know. It's it, no, I, she. Yeah, she doesn't have. She doesn't have kids. No, or she's oh, got okay. like stepchildren. I think. Mm. Mm, okay, I'm getting lost. I'm getting confused. Which is a big problem with me on these shows. <laughs> is who is who? <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, it's, I, I don't know. I don't have the, the strong opposition to it as much. I think it's simple and to the point. It doesn't try and put, uh, an extra button on the end of it. So I think, I think it's decent, but maybe not memorable long-term. Yeah, I think this one's okay. I'm going to go with a C as well. I feel like maybe there's something in here that is supposed to like, tie into like an attack with mary in some way because i know that like mary is like a cult leader right she's got a, a church that she is a, a cult basically i did not um, know that but that's I awesome i love oh, that that's <laughs> amazing context holy shit <laughs> yeah one of mary has one of my favorite taglines which is like come for me and i'll send jesus after you which is like a brilliant tagline i don't yeah. think you can top that um <laughs> But yeah, I feel like maybe that this is trying to throw something in Mary's face. But Mary's a friend of this season. She doesn't have a tagline. It's kind of not clear that that's what this is supposed to be. So uh, yeah, C minus is what I'm going to give it. Uh, Monica, I keep my friends close, but my secrets closer. Pretty basic to me. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty basic. Um yeah, that's like a, a D plus. It it seems like a, just like a template. Yeah, like there's nothing nothing personal has been added to it. Yeah, I I think that this is a weak tagline from someone who has been having a like a strong rookie season as a host. Mm-hmm, no, it's a little like underwhelming for a tagline. Yeah, I, it's completely unremarkable. Not nothing nothing good there. Unless something like explosive happens later in the season with the secrets that she is apparently holding for Jen Shaw. But um, yeah, this this has got to be a D. Okay, and finally, we've got Meredith. In a town full of dirty lies, everyone can use a bath. Um, I, I kind of like it. Um, it's always good to have an image in there and just the, the, the image of the, the dirty bathtub, uh, which was referenced <laughs> in the first episode, uh, is a great one. The bathtub full of DNA. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, I, I, it makes me laugh. Yeah, let's give it, we'll give it a, an A down the middle. Yeah, I like this one. This is uh, it, it's very evocative. There's lots of lots of stuff going on there, <laughs> referencing the the town, which seems to more so than any of the other series I've watched. Like the fact that they're from Salt Lake City seems to influence a lot of what's going on, like their dynamic more so than some of the other ones. So 
yeah, I like this one. Yeah, this is an A for me as well. This is the best one in, in the group as far as I'm concerned. I love the the call out to the rumor or the like the dig about the bath. This is yeah, this is A A plus material for me. <laughs> what's um, the sorry, what's the rumor about a bath? Well <laughs> so <laughs> Meredith and her husband apparently bathed together and Whitney came on a podcast or on some sort of press tour was uh, saying that she thinks it's it's dirty or something (laughs) to that effect Um, it was yeah just like a sparked a a beef with them in the off season that bled into the the early uh, season you know the episode one of the season right okay okay well that's good I like that Um, yeah, let's get right into the episode. Rory, uh, what were your initial thoughts on on this? Well, my initial thought was, holy shit, it's Trixie Mattel. Trixie Mattel. Yeah. What, what is going on? <laughs> I like from doing this podcast before and actually th- I watched this one second. I watched Orange County first and then this one. So I'm, I'm getting pretty used to the uh, hotel resort plugs. Oh, but, yeah. uh, product placement seems to be pretty pretty present most of the time so i did like that it was trixie mattel and 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 i thought trixie was playing the role perfectly like trixie knows her branding and is like aware of what she's doing just selling rooms at this hotel is involved in the conversation with them but also has that detached like um i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) vibe which is a, a was a nice surrogate for me where i'm like i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) (laughs) it's always cool that when it's like celebrities have like a branded product that's just a pun on their name yeah to like take your pun to the point where you're buying a whole property and like (laughs) (laughs) just to just to milk one pun i respect that so much (laughs) it puts you in the same class as like mark Wahlberg, who has (laughs) exactly yeah (laughs) um this uh I mean, I, I'm sure we'll get to it, but uh, Mary is just like a, a great reality show character. Oh, I think yeah. Mary is like <laughs> the standout on this show for me. Um, there's two of them. I think it's Meredith and Lisa, who I had a hard time telling apart. And it took me most of the episode yeah. to be like, okay, which one's which? Fair enough. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, those are my first impressions. Um, okay, you, you brought up Mary. I want to play two please. truths and, and a lie here. Okay. <laughs> okay, so um, let me think. One is uh, Mary is married to her own step-grandfather. <laughs> Mary is married to Bill Cosby's brother. And Mary is a cult leader. Oh my god. You gave us one of those already. Right? Yeah, yeah, I know I did. <laughs> <laughs> Which I again I didn't know and I'm delighted by the information. <laughs> oh man. Um is she creating like a sectarian schism within the Mormon church? Is she like the Martin Luther of Mormons? No, I think it's like a, a Baptist style ah, okay. church, yeah. Oh, okay. Man. Um okay, I think the lie is that she's married to uh her own what was it her own step grandfather step grandfather okay i think that's the lie okay well they're all true that's <laughs> 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 how old is the man she's married to um he's like older like she's not super young herself but yeah, yeah. right yeah and oh yeah he's God. bill cosby's brother so what? <laughs> <laughs> what a remarkable woman yeah oh she's, yeah she can do it all yeah um, <laughs> sorry sorry for the digression um uh continue with you with your highlights um i mean yeah try to top that yeah (laughs) yeah really i loved when when mary went on the tangent about her bird when birds came up in the in the like conversation of things they liked i can't remember what the context was it was just like i like poems i like birds and then she cuts to her confessional and she's like i had a bird once wanted me to stare at it and wouldn't obey (laughs) that was so amazing (laughs) This African gray just wanted me to stare 
stare at it all the time. <laughs> I wonder what happened to that bird too, because don't parrots live for like eighty years? Yeah, like you have to put a, your parrot in in your will. Usually, you pass them down. Yeah, it didn't. Oh no, she, she did not let that thing live. She. No. <laughs> she <gets it> off. <laughs> oh man. Um, just a, just a quick note that I made is that, uh, the, the thought of an espresso martini with an Anejo tequila really offended me. I was yeah. not thrilled with that. <laughs> um, and, uh, the, uh, when they went shopping for their outfits, I, it seemed, it seemed like they were in, or it was supposed to seem like they're in like thrift stores, but they were fully costume shops, right? Like these oh, were yeah. rental costume <laughs> shops. <laughs> I really thought these outfits were like amazing. They, like, <laughs> it was so ridiculous to yeah. see them like show up together in a line and everyone was like dressed for some other bizarre event. And I loved how like uncomfortable Lisa Barlow was wearing yeah. hers going to this fancy restaurant. I think yes. it's just like, it's so in line with her character. And I just really yeah. appreciate that sort of vibe. It was really um, funny how at one point uh, Heather is like saying what she appreciates about Lisa. And she's like, yeah, you're, you've been such a great sport about this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Lisa's giving a confessional where she's like, obviously Meredith hates me. <laughs> <laughs> I think that like there's been a lot of commentary on these outfits, but uh, Heather's has not been dissected as much as the other women i'll and say yes, it. it's more more subtle he- heather looks good i think it's a great look for her she's the was, one who rocks it i think is and that Monica. The one, they have the, the two, they're the two ones who look good to me <laughs> is was heather's the big like 90s jacket yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. and the baseball cat <laughs> yeah. cap with like rhinestones that said cat mom on cat it mom. <laughs> i thought she was rocking it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was going to look for this hat online so i could get one for myself <laughs> i found one if anyone else is interested you can get it at lil monkey women's boutique in waco texas so <laughs> if we've got any listeners out there that want to make the trip and send it i'll pay for the postage and the item just like go and grab me one and send me a dm <laughs> uh my favorite look was i i think monica's as well i thought the like the blinged out pearl blazer was like the best of all the looks it's like that's that's a thing that was a someone would wear yeah. yeah she was wearing that well the funniest one to me was whitney's because like heather just dressed whitney like a barbie doll just putting yeah. a, a stupid fucking like um i don't know kentucky derby hat on her and shit <laughs> what did she say she was like i'm kate middleton up top and a lab tech on the bottom <laughs> yeah that's a good line <laughs> Uh, a now, great activity though really fun. oh really yeah so good i one of my favorite parts was that as meredith got drunk and they called out her british accent because i was like <laughs> it, what yeah what is happening here like she is is it a it's not quite a slur it is like when you know someone who's who's from from england or australia or whatever and then gets a couple <laughs> drinks of them and their accent yeah. really starts to yeah. come out it was like someone that. who suffers from englishness yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it reminded me of like yeah when you have a friend that goes away for like six months to like <laughs> england and then comes back and like really forces the accent <laughs> like so changed by the experience they need to like manifest it in some physical way and start <laughs> busting out the accent when they're when they're drinking i love it yeah yeah it is so funny when somebody gets so angry it's like they they're inventing how to pronounce words on the spot <laughs> like they just forget how they usually speak and <laughs> just starts talking like lisa vanderpump for some reason <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But it was like she was drowning during that conversation, like yeah. grasping for anything that can give her the upper hand, even if it's an English accent. Like, <laughs> that's what she's going to use for leverage. Um, uh, I think the the only thing for me that was that seemed to be playing out over this episode was I was like, you know, is Mary playing that she's clueless or is that? her game to actually kind of like 
move storylines along, have her own screen time, whatever, set these dramas in motion. Because it's like she initial thoughts are like, wow, this woman is clueless. But then it's like, (laughs) is she, though? And then the bird conversation comes along. And I'm like, no, yeah, she is for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I think, yeah, I think it's. Ernest, I think she is kind of like clueless or out to lunch or more so apathetic and not paying attention yeah. to things. And then, you know, when she needs, it's like, oh, what? Who are you? Uh, yeah. Wait, what I love about Mary's presence in this group is that she's the one who is completely uninterested in being friends with anybody, it seems. Yeah. Like she's <laughs> yeah. just, she's not trying to make friends with anybody. She doesn't seem to want to be friends with anybody here. And that's just such a great dynamic to just have one person who is just like, I don't really give a shit about any of you and would rather you didn't <laughs> talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> don't ask me that. I'm not coming to sit over there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll sit at a respectable distance and eat a sandwich and glare at you. It's the best I have. <laughs> Now, the one question I have is, uh, was it Meredith kept referencing like a child who is going to be disabled? Is that something we know? Or is that we don't? Okay, (laughs) I didn't think so. But I was like, what is happening? That was so great. When she gets angry, she turns English and just starts saying things like a child is going to be disabled for the rest of their life. <laughs> oh, my God. She like morphs into like a Dickens character. Or something. <laughs> uh, did you have any other highlights, Rory? No, that was uh, that was all of the ones that I had written down. Other than the like, I had written down stuff about like, oh my god, this fucking ring. But then it pays off with like yeah. the ring count at the end was like, yeah, okay, yeah. good. There's a reason. <laughs> there's a reason she's referencing this goddamn ring so much. <laughs> uh, Dylan, what were your highlights? The whole thing, and this was a great episode. Loved it. Absolute, oh, yeah. absolute killer five star episode. Just a great example of having a, a bunch of interesting characters put in a room together and make them get each other angry around the table is just (laughs) this is like classic housewives shit i love uh meredith getting more and more worked up and becoming an ice ice queen uh with angie to the point where angie just goes off her ramp and then just gets (laughs) uh it just starts going off on her uh heather goes off for a bit too which is great and then heather just continues to get drunker and drunker (laughs) off of tequila espresso martinis which is a terrible idea as we see yeah. uh, and but then for the rest of it too that everybody's bringing their own dynamic into this discussion which yeah. is great but what i love how the role that heather settles into is that she just becomes like the housewife's fan just watching them and just laughing at them and just like yeah. sitting back just like gasping and giggling and uh that was that was so funny for me it's just so great it's so great to have one person who's just gotten drunk enough that they just disconnect and they're just a spectator just watching them like they're on tv <laughs> total delight <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I I think yeah, this is one of the best housewife episodes that I've seen in a in a long time. Like self-contained, it just yeah, so many so many notes. It was just so entertaining. The initial scene where they arrive in Palm Springs at the uh, at the Trixie Motel, and we get the reveal that Angie is there uninvited. It's just like such beautiful tension throughout that that scene where Meredith can't figure out how she wants to acknowledge the situation and how, like just really struggling how to socialize in that situation. I just thought it was amazing. And to watch everyone kind of scurry around and adjust to this new dynamic that was completely unexpected after a long, like stressful travel day was amazing to me. Yeah, for sure. Oh, also, I, shout out to to Mary saying to Whitney, you called me a pornography. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Whitney's just kind of stunned for a second. Like, what's she trying to say? I don't <laughs> think I have. I don't think anybody has ever called anybody a pornography. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just trying to clarify, like, I didn't say you do pornography. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there, there was a moment in this, like, Palm Springs arrival. It was shortly after everyone gets their rooms, which I thought was amazing that angie and whitney selected their rooms before anyone else could mm-hmm. uh, that was that was brilliant 
and Heather calls it like an act of war. And I, <laughs> I, I, in Housewives, yeah, that's an act of war. But this trip is more than that. Like the way that they're conducting themselves, this is this is kaiju. This is like a big two like monsters coming in and destroying this the city that is this trip and getting to watch like pure dis- destruction and chaos. It is absolutely brilliant to watch. I love that we get in the preview for next week. We get to see that that this is going to continue, and uh, Whitney is going to actually take over the planning of group activities, which is always the, the host's role. It's just such an overstep, and I I think this is just so beautiful to watch. Totally. Um, any other highlights from you guys on Salt Lake City? Uh, I mean, the puking at the end was like just the perfect <laughs> the perfect button to it, and that poor van driver was just like plastering on that smile of like yeah (laughs) (laughs) and that was pee at the end right like was it heather was was peeing right it looked like it yeah oh man i didn't know that i thought it was just puke leaking out of the bag no i i think it's that and and pee i'm pretty sure Um, I do want to just say, like, I think that Whitney's conduct at this dinner was amazing. I loved, you know, throwing out a game, like, let's play a game. Let's, like, say something about yourself that will shock the group, like, trying to stir something up. And it doesn't really work. Everyone gives, like, the lamest answers possible. And then she's like, okay, well, let's play another game because that didn't stir shit up the way that I wanted. And well, you, you, like, quick little shout out to Monica, who's been like, I was fucking my stepbrother. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then they clarify which version of yeah. brother-in-law. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, then Whitney's second game, Warm and Fuzzy and Cold and Prickly, is just so transparently like, let's stir yeah. shit up yeah. it, it was amazing i <laughs> yeah, i love housewives games because yeah it's always trying to find a, a slightly different way to be like let's go around the table and say something mean about each other <laughs> <laughs> yeah and doesn't she preface it with saying like i want to cool the tensions that that last game was <laughs> it got everyone too riled up <laughs> <laughs> and then like angie like has to like one up it and like i'm gonna do a toast because Greeks love to give toasts <laughs> and she's mentioned like being Greek as many times as Lisa has mentioned her ring. And then she's like, at home we do a Greek word of the day. And that, that word is fake. It encompasses my feelings on this trip. And just really had to like ignite the fuse. <laughs> yeah. Um, awesome. Well, if you guys have no other thoughts, let's move on. Uh, what would you like to talk about next Rory? Uh, I could do either. We could do either one. Let's do, uh, you want to do Orange County? Yeah, let's go for it. Okay. Uh, what were your highlights there? My highlights there were um, when somebody called someone else Snuffleupagus. I thought that was great, but <laughs> yeah. in a good way. I said yeah. it in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole conversation of happy ending massages being like kind of a, a running arc for the, the episode was a nice touch. Um, okay, I, thought, I was trying to figure out what what Vicky was talking about, like putting your your foot in there and getting someone to do a foot rub, or is it like a a signal? That's the, I thought it was a signal that she because she was like you put both your yeah. feet up and then that's like the the sign. It's like a secret handshake for the massage therapist, which is like <laughs> I don't think that's the secret handshake. Yeah, no, I can't imagine. She seems to is. know what she's talking about. Though. I mean, she's, she's, she's done this before, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I found, uh, I found Vicky's a friend of, right? Like, yeah, she's a friend of this season, but she was on like, she's been on real housewives of orange County since the very beginning. Oh, but so she was a full housewife before? She, yeah, she used to be. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, because I, my impression was that she was like newer, maybe, and like really trying hard to shift focus to like make situations about her. And I found it a <laughs> little annoying. I found Vicky yeah. <laughs> pretty annoying overall. So. Huh, that's I think, su- I'm surprised. I, I think you're not alone in finding Vicky annoying. I think a lot of people do. Um, I think she's brilliant. I also think that she's annoying, but I think like <laughs> that adds to her brilliance and her effectiveness. So 
Um, yeah, I I thought it was amazing. She is so like unapologetically like hypocritical and um, <laughs> just like a, a liar and a shitster. I think it's it's amazing and like overall mostly harmless. Like yeah. Um, yeah, I think that she's just such an eccentric character that I eccentric love. Is- yeah. is the word for it especially yeah. her delivery she just barks out every line like a, a, a consumption patient cutting somebody out of their will yeah. she, she has such amazing delivery she is like a caricature of herself and that's yeah. like that's it and yeah i really love that she's so transparent about what she's doing like she's just there to like cause problems and stir shit up and you know like she's doing Tamra's bidding and everyone knows it, but it's enough of a deflection that Tamra is able to deflect the heat. She doesn't ha- take a lot of heat. She's already good at deflecting the heat, but now she's got Vicky to also be this additional shield. Uh, she comes off like very scot-free in this situation. Yeah, my my, my favorite oh. moment w- was the Vicky moment when she just like they're talking about parasailing and she's randomly starts throwing out the story about this parasailer outside her house who got cut <laughs> off and was stuck in the air and then ended up caught on the rooftop of a building and was just like and they couldn't get her down and they couldn't get her down <laughs> and then everybody's like okay anyways <laughs> <laughs> I love my I love my favorite Vicky moment was when she got up to leave the. I don't think it was dinner. I think it was drinks at that point. Got up to leave and was talking to the waiter who clearly did not understand the fucking word she was saying. <laughs> yeah. Going out apologizing and then additionally saying, it's very hard for me to be around people who are fighting. And yeah. though that has not been her job for the past like yeah. two decades. <laughs> and then we get the the editor like a select few fights that Vicky course, has been yeah. directly involved in. <laughs> back to back to back. Um, I found even more so than Meredith and Lisa in uh, Salt Lake City, I found Jen, Tamara, and Susan almost impossible to tell apart. And the fact that they were together and oh, storyline. Is it Shannon? Yeah. Th- those three, I was like, wow, these women all look the same. And I don't <laughs> know who's who and what their what their storyline is. Like, it, it, That was tough to to get in one episode. Who was who? Oh, yeah. I um I think that Jen had one of my favorite moments in this this episode. It was like she was talking to I can't remember who she was talking to. It, it was probably like uh Shannon or something saying, "Oh yeah, I've always wanted to see a a, a shaman. Are you kidding me? I own a yoga studio." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, are you kidding me? I've always wanted to appropriate that culture too. <laughs> <laughs> I love the shaman, by the way. I just we've we've been blessed this season with seeing so many fake doctors in in, <laughs> in Orange County, all variety of of bullshit doctors, and uh, not saying that shamans don't exist, but that this fucking Tommy Chong in a seraph yeah. blowing into a conch shell was 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 a sham shaman, uh, and uh, it was great. I love him. Like again, that guy. I love these guys. I find it's that's so inspirational that there's all these guys catering to this industry, just following their dreams of being healers and doctors not put off by social judgments or you know medical <laughs> licenses or any of that bullshit uh plus we get the t- the, the little stinger at the end which uh teases us that in the, in the season finale we're finally going to get to the final boss of fake doctors a chiropractor <laughs> <laughs> looking forward to that <laughs> But these these guys are doing important jobs. They're keeping like they're keeping these people out of emergency rooms, keeping the weights down. So yeah. you know, some respect is due. For sure. Tons of respect is due. They rule. <laughs> uh Dylan, what were your highlights from this? Um I uh, okay, Gina had a moment that was really just cute for me when she was talking about sea turtles. And she's like, what did the turtles eat? Like salad? And Tamara's yeah. like, seaweed? And she goes, lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was kind of adorable. Do uh, they eat seahorses? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, 
I, I think it's crazy how Tabra kind of just gets away with everything. <laughs> you know, like she could just like, she's just so good at just like getting everybody pissed off and then immediately being like, oh, and I love you. And that's it. And then I'm just going to readjust the social configuration so everybody forgets about it. Yeah. But she was going so hard at the Jed. She, she was kind of wrapping it up too much against Jed, like really, going, really digging it hard on her. And, um, and Vicky too. Um, actually, uh, speaking of Gina, that was uh, probably the, the the most that I've I've liked Gina so far is, is when Vicky was like, you know, you have uh, you you had five kids, you know, you had no right to end your marriage or whatever. And then Gina just like jumps in and is and is like like you don't get to talk to her like that. You don't even fucking know her. Like yeah. Um, uh, that, that was uh, I mean, she's right. Like like yeah. just because she had kids doesn't mean that she like is it allowed to end a relationship? Like that's just a, that's, that's a, a, a nasty way of thinking. I get that Vicky's coming from her own personal experience, but you can't yeah. apply your own personal experience to everybody else's life. Um, I, I continue to really like uh, Jen as a subject of discussion because she doesn't, she still continues to mostly like resist fighting back, even though we saw her kind of uh, blow up a little bit at the end of the last episode, but then she kind of draws it back in. And that seems to be very important to her. You know, we see her kind of sitting through these discussions and then cut to her, like doing her yoga moves and being like, we're going to stand up tall. We're going to recenter. And it just, it, it's, it's kind of different to see somebody who doesn't just like on the, one of these shows who doesn't just play lip service to the idea of being like, um, yeah, you, you know, focusing on yourself and like, like being calm and stuff, but actually like does it <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah. And, uh, and the fact that she has that bit of a, like a Sphinx like quality to her where she doesn't want to engage too much, which makes her, as I've said before, a weird addition to the show, but I think makes her extra frustrating to Tamara. Yeah. Because true. Tamara has to work that much harder to try to get her to blow up. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of effort from Tamara to try to get her to, to to blow up because Jen's just really resistant to that. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm coming around to like the impact that Jen is having on this dynamic being making for good television and being interesting to watch. It's kind of like when you get like one of those toys for your cats or your dogs where you, you put the treat in the center so they have to like work for it a bit harder. <laughs> yeah. um, it's nice to see that agitating element before, you know, a little bit of payoff and, and uh, yeah, a little bit of delayed gratification from, you know, working hard at trying to crack her. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Cause I had a note here that like, in the context of this one episode, I don't even fully understand why Jen and Tamara are like having a rift. Is it like, is it a boyfriend that someone said something about? Like, I don't even know from this one episode. So yeah, she's obviously playing her cards pretty close to the chest. Yeah. They, I mean, they just think that her boyfriend is a dirt bag and mm-hmm. they're trying to use whatever they can to crack her because that's the yeah. purpose of, of the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah and, totally. and they're right. Like, like Ryan definitely does uh, have that history and I'm, I'm sure he has cheated on her and, and will again. Uh, but I, I, I still think like the best line of the situation was Shadden's where she was like, maybe Jen's stupid, but let her figure that out on her own. Like, <laughs> <laughs> let her live her own life. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think we covered most of my thoughts on Orange County as well. I love the little gag from Heather when she's parasailing with Vicky. Where she's like, just visualize Koto Insurance and you're at your <laughs> desk with, with your post-its. I, I don't know. I <laughs> thought that was like a good just kind of read about like what is going to play well on TV. And I enjoyed it. And yeah. then the overlay of like the person working in the office and a stapler it was just like, oh yeah, yeah, that's good. Uh, I will. I would just want to add my quote of the episode was "Onward and upward, Willy Wonka." And I was yeah. like, is that like an attribution? Like you know, it's, it's Willy Wonka who said it. Or are you calling her Willy Wonka? I didn't quite understand. <laughs> Um, let's talk about Real Housewives of New York. Rory, what did you think of this episode? I I liked this. I liked New York. My issues with the other two were not present in this one. Everyone had a very <laughs> defined character. I did not get confused over who yeah. was who at <laughs> all. Um, I The thing that kind of surprised me in the, well, two things about the bumper in between uh, like commercial breaks was, one, I was like, oh, 
I think these six are just the six housewives. There's no friends of here on this trip, right? It's just yeah. the six of them. So that's cool. I liked that dynamic that they're, yeah, I mean, to, to a first time viewer of this, they're all equal in that. Their right. status is the same. Um, the other thing about the bumpers is there was no one palms up, two hands presenting me something, which I missed. Uh, oh, I liked yeah. that in the other two shows <laughs> that there's the two palms, here's your snowflake or here's your orange or whatever. It was only one handed and I could use two palms. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what Vicky says at the end of her massage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, My one like like I, I really actually enjoyed this. I they felt the most like aware of the characters that they are portraying of any of the three shows. Like everyone se- felt very self assured and like this is my role on this show. Um, uh, the one complaint is that the, the drama of the show was like way too drawn out for one episode of like i pushed you in the pool now i'm holding your phone and we're gonna be mad about it for (laughs) a full fucking hour is like okay maybe we're milking this one issue (laughs) for a while um but i thought everyone played their parts really well um i also really liked jenna's multiple confessional looks uh i liked that Mm. she had costume changes that was fun um and and uh, the one thing I came away with at the end was that when they were doing their like favorite outfits uh, of each other, like calling out like, I really liked this and that they felt like real friends. They more so than mm. some of the other uh, dynamics, they all genuinely felt like they liked each other. And that was kind of a real moment of things people would do where it's like, I, I like that, you know, like, yeah, I, I I think that that is like something that we've been seeing this season quite a bit, like because these are all brand new housewives. They this is the first season for all of them because it's a reboot. Oh, Um, really? Yeah. So we're seeing them come together and get to know each other. And Mm -hmm. it seems like we're seeing, you know, a genuine connection forming, even if it's not going to be like a deep lasting friendship. But they're being bonded by this communal experience of all being on this reality show for the first time and figuring out what that, that means. So I think that that is an interesting element that leads to moments. Like you said, that feel very genuine. I I love that too. That's really surprising to me that this is uh, the first season for all of them. Cause like, given how defined they all are the great job to the casting people then because like they really did a bang up job of putting these pe- these personalities and different oh, yeah. people together because i really fully thought like oh they're they're professional at it because it's season 12 or 11 or whatever it is so that's why but wow a reboot that's really surprising yeah yeah I, the cast has been really delivering i think they're all really great I think Sai is who I've called out as being the weakest one, but even mm-hmm. she is starting to like bring a little bit more to the table. I don't know if it's going to be enough to come back. If there's one person that I see being replaced, it's probably her, but yeah, you know, you over Jessel. Oh, Jessel's a star. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I, think, I don't yeah. know. I, th- I thought, I thought this was a weak episode despite her, you know, being Al Pacino and pulling out her, <laughs> her, her phone vault. Um, <laughs> I did think that like she wasn't she hasn't been showing enough personality like when she like makes a little joke about a about escaping out of diggy then immediately says guys I'm funny that <laughs> that's such a one step forward two steps back kind of move yeah <laughs> I think that some of the stuff that she has been like some of the fights that she has been getting in and just being like very reactive but also endearing at times mm-hmm. I don't know she I feel like she's got like a lot of dimension to her so True. I really hope we continue to see her I think yeah. like she is one of these housewives that you know is clearly not producing herself like there are a lot of housewives right. where they are very much self-producing and you can see that they are constructing something for the camera and she is the opposite of that it's just like she can't help but be authentic she reminds me of shannon in that way who can't help like how she comes across except you know maybe a bit more villainous than than shannon is. <laughs> yeah i think on that note like <clears throat> it seems like aaron is 
the big producer of the season. And maybe that's just the the narrative they're editing for, but like that that's the vibe I got is like Aaron is trying to produce this this dynamic. Yeah, I feel that way about Aaron as well. It feels very constructed. I've seen a lot of people criticize Bryn about that as well. I think that there's a degree of that at play. Um but I don't think more so than a lot of other housewives that we see that are super effective at this. One of the things that like we don't really tend to weigh into kind of the, the meta of what's going on in the fans, but yeah. I've seen like this like opinion piece published on reality T uh, reality T, uh, which is a blog talking about like, Oh, is Bryn's flirting too much? And there's like a lot more conversation that is happening surrounding like how she operates by flirting. And, um, you know, there's TikToks of people doing like weird impressions of her. And first off, leave the funny to Bryn. That's one yeah. thing that she said in her confessionals, <laughs> which I agree. They're, <laughs> like, they're not that good of an impression and they're not that like funny in terms of content. But also like it's just weird to me that we have someone who is like been very transparent that they operate this way because they have been like socialized to do it and they've Mm -hmm. been socialized to like flirt in order to create a safe space or be like playful and sexy and that's how like she has learned because she has had like a traumatic past that that's the safest way for her to operate and get ahead and then for her to be so transparent about that and then have people being like like she's the problem not Mm -hmm. like us as a society that has created this like environment where, you know, that is all that she can do in order to survive. And that's how she's been conditioned is just a really, I don't know, not a fun take. Like, I think like, you know, criticize her for like specific incidents or like whatever, but you know, to just like broadly be like, Oh, Bryn, the way she's operating within society because she's been conditioned that way is wrong and she's the problem not the conditions that created that is i don't know i don't don't love that dialogue but um that's that's just me no yeah that's because uh, she was very upfront about it like and seemed quite self-aware of it in this episode talking about it so it's yeah why i don't know it would be hard pressed to find negativity in that like yeah maybe you don't like the results of the dynamics that come about like you know it it is a little over the top with her and jenna but also whatever it's t it's good tv at that point Mm. you know yeah yeah and i I think oh go ahead well i think my bigger criticism of of bryn's like incessant flirtatiousness is that it's one note is that Mm -hmm. it's like i would i would like to see more from her than just like doing that playing that card constantly um she definitely does uh you know talk about why that's her personality in this episode which is which is interesting which is good and and it also uh informs her reaction to uba which is like uba you're right but she's so focused on the way uba presents her argument she's like mm-hmm. you know it's your approach that's wrong you know and that's really interesting seeing uh how she's like uh, Bryn seems very hung up on it's like not it's not the content of your attitude that matters it's how you approach it you know you uh you, you catch more flies with honey than with vinegar I think she even uses that that metaphor yeah. right yeah uh, which is always a metaphor I hated because like you're you're trying to kill the flies when you do that you're not trying to make them friends <laughs> with you <laughs> same here <Yeah. laughs> but uh, but it is an interesting di- dynamic too yeah mm-hmm and very different from Uba's perspective, because Uba's perspective is like, uh, you know, this is how I feel. I, and uh, fuck you if you disagree with the way that I'm presenting my feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And I mean, we also got to see Uba talking about, you know, a dynamic of being considered an angry black woman is something mm-hmm. that she needs to be concerned about. And I feel like it was a little dismissed in this. We got the con like the confessional from Psy being like, Oh, I don't know that that applies, but it does apply. Like she's yeah, sure, on yeah. TV reacting to a situation. Like it's, it's completely relevant. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Rory, do you have any other highlights for New York? Um, well, I I did like Jenna's interactions with. Well, I liked everyone's interactions with the staff at the villa, but Jenna's in particular were a yeah. lot of fun. Talking yeah. about the brownies and, <laughs> and <laughs> him reading her a story to put her to sleep, I thought was like, yeah, this is this is a fun aside. 
yeah, I I've really liked watching Jenna on this trip and like kind of comparing it to the previous trip to the Hamptons and how she's still trying to feel out what a girl's trip is because she has said she doesn't have experience being in these situations where she's going on girl's trip and she doesn't know the etiquette. And um, I think that her interactions that we're seeing with the the staff are a little bit of her kind of retreating into a dynamic that feels a lot safer for her than mm. to be like opening up to the rest of the women or who are her like peers on this trip. Right. Um, but yeah, I think like she's so charismatic and likable. I, yeah, I also love those moments. Yeah. I think she successfully charmed the resort staff there and they're absolutely going to make sure they make brownies yeah, for, totally. that, for, that, for that dinner after that. Uh, more successfully than uh, than Uba when she walks into the restaurant and she's like, the party is here. And the server's like, oh, okay, thank you. This way. Yeah. <laughs> or like Sai going to the beach bar and being like, can I bartend? Like, yeah. <laughs> tourists coming to like bartend is just <laughs> such a like, oh, it makes me shiver thinking she's a bro that way you know in her defense she's a bro (laughs) it was so like it felt so contrived to be like i have all these pictures and we're gonna insert it now like she fully knew what she was doing and that this is gonna get me two minutes of backstory yeah (laughs) uh dylan what were your highlights um you know, I don't really like Aaron that much, but my favorite moments in this episode were Aaron-centric. I do love when they all start doing limboing and Aaron <laughs> is just like fuming in the corner looking at them and Jenna, who's decided she's on her side, but seems to be regretting it at that board yeah. moment, just kind of smiling, watching them limbo like, yeah, that looks like fun. And then it's just like, yeah, right. Yeah, I've got to, I've, I've, I've picked my side. So um, you want to play Connect Four? Yeah. <laughs> I love, I, love, I love that line reading. Like, I think I think I saw Connect Four, <laughs> and then I loved the the counter editing of like how amplified, boring the Connect Four looked. Yeah, the limbo. And like the fact that they're like new friend with the limbo is like this is how you make friends by having fun. And yeah. It's just like wah, wah, Connect yeah. Four. I it won, so and no one celebrates. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. So we good. got the honey and vinegar at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, I also like when uh, when Aaron goes and cries to her dad, and it's just totally yeah. exaggerating the story. And she's like, you know, I literally took her sunglasses away for two minutes when previously she said forty five minutes in an hour, and it's like, and she smacked them off my face and stomped on them, and nobody has ever talked talked to me in such a mean way ever before in my life. And I actually believe that last part. Yeah. I actually believe that <laughs> that Aaron's been been so swaddled her life that that's the meanest anybody has ever been to her it's just, <laughs> um uh so yeah i don't have a i don't have a ton of sympathy for Aaron to be totally honest with you and especially because i i love uba too so i've kind of on her side on this one <laughs> and then we got that like sob story about how she was like bullied in, oh, in middle school yes. <laughs> being called long jaw silver yes. that was the biggest <laughs> laugh moment for me in the episode i laughed out loud when she's like fighting back tears and it's like somebody bullied me in school because i had a long jaw he called me long jaw silver and the that's her soft line. Oh my god, that's so good. That's and then so I don't know. Funny. I don't know if you noticed. Like right after the next shot of her was her basically like dislocating her jaw in order to like eat a huge bale of salad. It's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and then cut to commercial. Just like an anaconda going in for a capybara, yeah. just unhinges. <laughs> oh my god! And you know what? That's a great. That's a great burn too. Like whoever that kid was. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like great work, honestly. Yeah. That's like, coming from a kid with older siblings for yeah. sure. That, that, yeah, that kid is a seasoned <laughs> master yeah, yeah. in bullying. <laughs> uh, younger sibling the, energy. Not, yeah, not the glorify bully or anything. You know, yeah, kids don't bully. But if you really have to, like the thing about bullying is, is that in addition to being like funny and cool, it's also like an outlet for creative expression. And you can always learn from the masters. And when it, I heard about this long jaw silver kid i just felt like i wish i was on those those playgrounds at recess the way i wish i could have like seen gretzky play live in his prime <laughs> this guy must have been such a master <laughs> uh any other highlights from new york uh, oof. oh 
I don't know. Uh, yeah, just I mean, I, I'm always just like saying that I love the way Uba expresses herself, and she's just was just really funny for me in this episode, being like you know, making some uh, simile about if somebody put a fork in my ass, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was just. Um, uh, and then just saying like, you know, I'm going to be 80 years old, taking off people's sunglasses, like just refusing to back down on yeah. that. Decides <laughs> that she's going to call Aaron a liar for some reason, even though they don't really have to do with anything. And Aaron's like, what was I lying about? <laughs> Everything. Yeah. And then later on, she's like, the lying thing was is not true. <laughs> you do cause problems. The lying thing, I just made it up. Like, just... Uh, <laughs> Just oh, and the fact that she after she takes her sunglasses and Jenna's like, "Can you give the back?" She's like, "I'm setting an alarm on my phone for 45 minutes." Yeah, <laughs> like, that, that is such a good move. That is really funny. <laughs> yeah, totally. I feel like Aaron was so humorless in her handling of this situation. It was, yeah, it, it was so funny to see Uba like stick to her guns and be like, nope, the timer is going on. I'm going to treat you like a child. <laughs> yeah. And also when she's listing off all these things, Aaron, did she didn't, she's like, uh, she, she's like, and you send emoji. <laughs> yeah, that <was> really good. <laughs> Just I, I really life. appreciated that when they were all gathered in the hot tub, like kind of trying to watch from aside the, the fight that was happening. There was actual popcorn that they were eating. Yes. I really thought that was a well, really that nice was touch. eating anyway. Yeah. She was just going, <laughs> going to town on it, which unsurprisingly, yeah. Um, yeah. And this, this thing, this comment about Jessel having, uh, having her, her vault or her list. Uh, I'm really hoping that that's going to pay off. These are like little things that I always am super excited about being revealed in a season. Cause you know, I'm waiting for the payoff where this is going to like come up and cause a problem. And Jessel definitely had a bit of a like a strategic misplay and letting it slip that mm-hmm. she's got this list. And now that information is the property of everyone and it outweighs the actual contents of the list itself. It's mm-hmm. definitely going to come back. I just can't wait for it to happen. Yeah, I mean, she was saying that she doesn't have a list on everyone, but I don't buy that. She's definitely got a list on everyone. I hope so, yeah. Um, and I do like it. I felt kind of like a weird moment for her to expose that information because you know she was waiting for a moment to give it out, mm-hmm. but when they're like you know driving in their little little Jeep buggies, but it made for like a really dynamic uh scene. You know, it, one issue with uh housewife shows for me is that they're often the scenes are just too static and they're just sitting around a table oh, or yeah. sitting in a hot tub <laughs> or something. So here we get to have this information being shared between two little vehicles like racing next to each other on a, on a dirt road, which was kind of just a fun kinetic way to to have that scene play out yeah Yeah, totally which also those with those cars after they left the beach bar i was like is uba just full-on drunk driving on this show (laughs) no uba doesn't drink i know they made a point right away to reiterate like you're you're sober here's this i was like okay she is just bad at driving this (laughs) she's she just has the kind of brain where she she acts like she's drunk all the time which is why it's it's probably a good thing she doesn't drink or smoke weed because she tried that one time and ended up in the hospital (laughs) (laughs) awesome do either of you guys have any other final thoughts uh i just loved that the picture they chose for the selfie was one where jessel's eyes were closed i thought that was a nice touch to the whole uh, jessel arc of the episode right Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for doing this, Rory. It's uh, always a blast when we've got you on here. Uh, Do you want to let everyone know where they can find you? They can't. I deleted all my social media, so good luck. Uh, (laughs) um, But uh, my old sketch group has an album out called Mouth Beef uh, by Hunks, and I'm proud of that, so go listen to that. It's on Bandcamp, hunkscomedy.bandcamp.com. Dot com. What? Oh, boy. <laughs> dirty, dirty boy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, other than that, you can't find me. So don't even try. <laughs> that sounds like a challenge. <laughs> uh, Dylan, how about yourself? 
Uh, I'll keep mentioning my most recent thing, which is The Devil You Don't, a four-part podcast series, which was kind of a history thing about uh, the cryptid, the Jersey Devil, and various uh, stories and themes from American history. Uh, all four parts, four parts are out now. Uh, wherever you're listening to this, you should be able to find The Devil You Don't. Awesome. Well, that's been Bravo Outsider for this week. You can find us online at Bravo Outsider on most social media platforms. You can find us on YouTube, Bravo Outsider, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Be sure to rate and review us. Uh, leave a like. Tell your friends about us. Post online. You know, uh, print out Hire flyers. your local skywriter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poster your town. Bravo Outsider. Get a Until- tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, until next week, keep on wifing.